0: ABC Radio, you're listening to Nightlife. Nightlife with Philip Clark. There's big news for the Australian War Memorial. For the very first time, a sculpture of Vivian Bullwinkle will be installed later this year. It'll make it the first sculpture of an individual woman on the institution's grounds. Uh, not before time, you might add. Vivian Bullwinkle was an Australian Army nurse sister during the Second World War her story is quite extraordinary. She was the sole survivor of the Banker Island massacre in Sumatra on the 16th of February, 1942, where 21 of her comrades were murdered in cold blood by Japanese troops. Uh, Vivian Bulwinkle spent an extremely brutal three and a half years as a prisoner of war. Astonishingly, she survived and ended up giving evidence before the Tokyo war crimes trial in 1947, uh, which exposed some of the most barbaric war crimes of the second world war. Uh, Her The murder of her colleagues, of course, uh, was certainly one of those. Joining us to talk about it all is the CEO of the Australian College of Nursing, uh, adjunct Professor Carly Ward. Uh, Professor Ward, good evening. Welcome to Nightlife.
1: Good evening. Lovely to be here.
0: Well, it's taken long enough for the Australian War Memorial to recognise a woman. Just tell us again the story of Vivian Bullwinkle and why we ought to be um, remembering her. Uh, Tell us what happened to her.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly, but when I approached the Australian War Memorial in 2019, they didn't hesitate, and it has been a few years with COVID, but that is poignant for Vivian Bullwinkle because she, uh, you, you talked about her being a prisoner of war, and I, I will mention what happened uh, 81 years ago today. But she went on to be the matron of the then uh, Fairfield Hospital in Victoria, which was an infectious diseases hospital. So I often in leading this project thought about her and what she would have done through COVID. But, yeah, 81 years ago today uh, is the anniversary of the sinking of the Viner Brook and 12 nurses died at sea. There was uh, 65 nurses, large number of nurses, because they stayed back on the shores of uh, singapore to take care of patients so there was mm. a lot of civilians on the viner brook the, as well was,
0: that's right the, the viner brook it just be said was it was a a civilian ship at the ss viner brook and, and it was well the japanese were invading and so people had to get off right. it was a mad scramble to evacuate from singapore wasn't it and this is this is why those 65 australian nurses were were evacuated from singapore uh on the viner brook then what happened
1: yeah, and so they, they set out to sea for, and two days later uh, were bombed, and uh, some of them died at sea. And Vivian and her colleagues uh, were washed or got up to shore on the, uh, the shores of Raji Beach at Banker Island. And uh, there they unfortunately had to witness the bayoneting and murder of uh, soldiers and civilian men. And uh, then they were. Marched, they were told to line up together and were marched into the into the beach into the waters and machine gun and massacred
0: yeah so that, Vivian, that's right it, that's right they were told to walk into the water weren't they the the, the twenty two of the group uh, made to walk into the water um, and were machine matron, gunned from behind
1: yeah, matron Drummond was the most uh, senior ranking uh, nurse that was with them, and she was remarkable she I think they all locked arms and she said, chin up girls, I love you, uh, stay strong. And she kept repeating that. And to, to their credit and to show their, their courage and their bravery, nobody panicked and they walked in knowing what was going to happen.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: now, the only reason that we know what happened, uh, and this, this is in history, Australia's worst massacre on the, on the shores of Banker Island was because Vivian Bullwinkle feigned her death. She got shot in the hip. She stayed in the water until she couldn't hear any noise up on the beach and wasn't sure, um, you know, who else had survived, obviously no one in the water. And so she got herself, dragged herself up. She found an English soldier and took care of him uh, for several days and moved him and her so that nobody would know that they'd survived the Banker Island massacre. And that is the only reason we know about the massacre, because the English soldier didn't survive. And then she surrendered, and they were both taken to prisoner of war camps.
0: Yeah, it's astonishing. That's right. She was shot in the hip, but she managed to stay, obviously, immobile in the water for long enough so that the Japanese soldiers had packed up and left. Uh, she When she gave herself up, what happened to her? She was
1: then taken... Uh, as a prisoner of war, where she remained for three and a half years. And being the only survivor on the Banker Island, there were other nurses from the 65. As I mentioned, 12 died at sea, and other nurses were washed up to another shore a little bit uh, further up from Banker Island. So if the nurses that washed up on Banker Island would have washed up to another shore, they might have survived. It was just so unlucky and... Mm uh unfortunate did you know where you were and what beach you got to as to some of the outcomes they remained as prisoners of war uh the the nurses on on banker
0: Banker island
1: on banker island Hmm. and uh they three and a half years later only 23 of them returned to australia quite uh quite unwell obviously, after three and a half grueling years.
0: Mm. The Australian War Memorial has a postcard. They say it's the only postcard that Vivian Bullwinkle was ever able to send her mother during her time as a prisoner. When she wrote on the postcard, my roving spirit has been somewhat checked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in the depths of, of the despair that she must have felt, she had something of a dark sense of humour.
1: Yeah. You know, Phil, you think about it. You think about how tough it's been for us through covid there's no comparison but you know we've felt our dark days and it's been difficult as a nation and a globe and in our families so where who is vivian to have to be able to draw on what she draws on in what she writes and you know i would have completely understood if she returned home hid away from the world post-traumatic stress disorder and, uh, you know, just got on very quietly with her life. That would have been absolutely understandable. But instead, she went on to continue to serve in the military, as you said, testified in the war crimes uh, for World War Two. but then went on to have a remarkable career, not only uh, serving in the military, but then as a civilian.
0: Tell, tell us about that. Tell us what you did after the war.
1: Well, as I mentioned, she was Director of Nursing of the Fairfield Hospital Infectious Diseases. She was the first female uh, nurse appointed on the Council of the Australian War Memorial. Uh, There's only ever been one other nurse who is the uh, nursing leader serving now, Sharon Baum, who's also a fellow of our college. And Vivian, I think one of the reasons that I really uh, felt compelled to champion for her and to raise the money that we have is because she was also heavily involved in the push to get uh, nursing into universities and to be recognised as a profession. And she went on to be the president of our predecessor organisation, the Royal College of Nursing Australia. So she was very prominent in her nursing leadership as of the profession, and I think that it was really important the Australian College of Nursing did this to honour her and her contribution, not only to the profession, to but to the Australian history.
0: Hmm. Yeah, like, like a lot of things after the war, there wasn't a lot said, but people were reluctant to speak. I mean, her story kind of became better known much later after the war, didn't it?
1: Yeah, what we have to remember is that, the you know, we're talking in the 1940s and so the there has been talk about uh, the nurses, you know, being sexually assaulted, things that happen on the beach. But the I think Vivian and her colleagues decided to take some secrets to the grave in honour of probably the time and what they would have gone through. We know that nurses... Uh, were used as concubines for the Japanese soldiers, but they never shared the details. And I think that, so in the readings and the stories and, and things that people tell me, I think that camaraderie and uh, I will say sister sisterhood because they were all female, they stuck together throughout the years thereafter and I think they were each other's support system mm. and they honoured the nurses that didn't come home and the legacy and and some of the torture and torment that they would have gone through. Uh, and she, every Australian, every person living in Australia should know the sacrifice that she made and other nurses made for us to have the freedoms and the liberties that we do. Mm.
0: Yes, there's a, st- a scholarship in the name of each of the 21 nurses, isn't there, who died in the Banker Island Massacre? To to, yes, uh, I, to, to to remember them too.
1: I started off raising, you know, we had to raise over half a million dollars for the statue, which we, we have and, and, you know, we're still collecting money towards. But I felt like the artist Charles Robb, uh, who won the tender process, it was a competitive process. In, in the ultimate uh, statue that's going to be on the grounds of the War Memorial, he has 21 uh, stars in honour of the 21 nurses that were massacred beside her. And I also felt like Vivian wouldn't want to be honoured on her own. Hmm. She would want the memory. So we've set about to raise money in perpetuity for scholarships that will go on forever in the names of these nurses. Now, they were only in their 20s and 30s. They weren't able to be married. They didn't have children. They weren't able to be succeeded by anyone so it's only their nieces their nephews they're in they're in the memories of people now but there would have been well over 100 now and so I feel like if we don't secure this and put these scholarships in their memory for future nurses to benefit and understand who they're they're getting their scholarship recipient uh, who they represented then we might well lose them to history and that's not okay for me
0: no no, it should be okay for anybody. I would have thought. Tell me about the sculpture. Where where is it going to be?
1: Yeah, the sculpture is. Uh, if you're looking from the the roundabout and Anzac Parade in the road up at the Australian War Memorial, mm. uh, and if people haven't been there, they could Google. Uh, Vivian's going to stand prominently just to the right. Uh, okay. On as you walk towards uh, what people would know as Poppy's Cafe.
0: Oh yeah. And mm. even
1: though there's works going on. Uh, she will be proudly and prominently there for everybody to see.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's right. The horrors, as you say, many of which we can imagine, but which weren't talked about, uh, need to be reflected upon. Why well, you, you say it's important, and of course it is, to connect that uh, that massacre to the work of nurses today. What what do you want to say about that?
1: You imagine in the in history, you know, all the wars of the past, it's men that have gone and fought for us. And we often forget the stories of women and the service and the sacrifice, not only at war through nursing, but back at home. And uh, 21 nurses left their homes from all over Australia, you know, from country to cities, young and vibrant at the prime of their life to care for soldiers basically Um, and they never came home. Uh, Nowadays with more gender equity and opportunities for women to be in the workforce we don't really understand what that meant for those all those nurses through the years who chose a life of nursing and a life of military as opposed to a life of marriage and family and uh, this is our history. It does create our stories. And for me, the nursing profession should not be forgotten in how we've shaped the nation mm. and the sacrifices that our country's daughters have made.
0: Indeed, well said. Kylie, it's been terrific to talk uh, and uh, long overdue and uh, look forward to seeing it. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Phil. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast.